0: You are listening to the Catholic Exchange Podcast with Stephen Beal. Hello, this is Stephen Beal, one of the weekly contributors at catholicexchange.com. I'm pleased to share with you today a short reflection I have on uh, St. Athanasius titled Christ Inescapable. Let us begin. One way or another... Christ will find us, so St. Athanasius seems to suggest in an intriguing passage near the end of his classic on the Incarnation, which was written in the 4th century to defend the Orthodox teaching on Christ against heretics like Arius. In a way, this is the whole point of the Incarnation, according to Athanasius. He writes as follows, The Word of God, thus acted consistently in assuming a body, and using a human instrument to vitalize the body. He was consistent in working through man to reveal himself everywhere, as well as through the other parts of his creation, so that nothing was left void of his divinity and knowledge. For I take up now the point I made before, namely that the Savior did this in order that he might fill all things everywhere with the knowledge of himself, just as they are already filled with his presence." For those of you who have copies of On the Incarnation, uh, my selections today are taken from chapter 45. Now for Athanasius, the above quotation fulfills scripture, particularly Isaiah 11.9, which tells us that the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as water covers the sea. Now Athanasius offers several examples of what he means. I'll paraphrase a few of them here. Do you admire the heavens? Well, their order reflects the wisdom of the word of God. Do you respect only the power of fellow human beings? Well, no one's power can be compared to Christ's. Do you fear demons? Christ cast them out. Do you worship the waters? As some in the ancient world actually did. Well, Christ walked on the water. Even in hell, an ancient Greek or Roman could not avoid running into Christ, according to Athanasius. As he puts it, if he, that being an ancient Greek or Roman, has descended to Hades and gazes in awe at the heroes who have descended there as if they were gods, yet he sees the fact of Christ's resurrection and the victory over death, he will conclude that even among them, Christ alone is the true Lord and God. So here again, we find the scriptures being fulfilled. As Psalm 139.8 declares, If I ascend into heaven, thou art there. If I descend into hell, are present. If Christ can be found in the extreme poles of the created world that is heaven and hell, he can certainly meet us anywhere in between. And here's how Athanasius concludes. For the Lord touched all parts of creation in order that no one might be any longer deceived, but might find everywhere the true word of God. So the human being, henceforth closed in on every side and seeing everywhere, that is in heaven, in hell, In the human being, the divinity of the word unfolded over the earth is no longer deceived concerning God, but reveres him alone. So like the shepherd in the parable of the lost sheep, Christ will find us one way or another. No matter what error you might find yourself in, whatever you idolize or idealize, there Christ will meet you and show himself to be greater than the false image or ideal that you worship. Now, Athanasius' list of examples might seem a bit antiquated today. After all, astrology isn't quite the religion it once was, and there seem to be few water worshippers in the West day. But we can easily approach his method and apply it to contemporary times. I'll give you just a few examples here. First, do you respect only human wisdom? Well, it's hard to think of a greater philosopher And by the way, philosopher literally means lover of wisdom than Plato or Aristotle. But how many Platonists or Aristotelians are running around today? Chances are the few people who would call themselves a Platonist or an Aristotelian are probably Christian academics anyway. Now the works of Plato and Aristotle no doubt shine with a rare brilliance. But the simple sayings of a Jewish carpenter from a tiny town in a backwater province of ancient Rome have certainly transformed more lives and inspired more minds over the centuries. I'll give you just another example. Do you put your faith in politics? Well, in the time of Jesus, the Roman Empire arguably represented the greatest political achievement of the ancient world. The Gospels tell us that Jesus came to bring a kingdom, one not of this world, but one that would still be far more sweeping in its scope than the Roman Empire. Indeed, the Greek word for kingdom could also be translated as empire. And the word gospel, by the way, was also the term for the annual newsletters the emperor would send out to his subjects boasting of his latest achievements. Now, the Roman Empire would breathe its last, a little over 400 years after Christ. But the true gospel lives on. In On the incarnation, Athanasius states that Christ is more powerful and more worthy of worship than the powers and false gods of the ancient world. In other words, he was an infinitely greater good than what other finite goods might have fired the minds of someone in the ancient world, or today for that matter. But this principle can also be applied to the things that torment or enslave us. In other words, to the evils of this world, not only the goods For there is no weakness, evil, or suffering that we can experience that Christ did not experience to a greater extent. Put another way, Christ not only shows us a heaven far more excellent than any we might have dreamt up for ourselves, but there is also no hell we can conceive of where Christ cannot find us and meet us in our suffering. Here are some examples of how this alternative approach could be used and applied today. First of all, does God seem absent from our lives? Does it feel like he has abandoned us? Well, no one in history felt the abandonment of God like the man on the cross who cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? As we read in Matthew twenty-seven forty-six. Or to take another example, does your life or the lives of those around you seem overwhelmed with suffering? No one suffered more than Christ on the cross was not only the manner of his death, which was certainly among the most torturous and painful known to human history, but Christ suffered more than any other human being in history because of who he was, the circumstances of his death, and the fact that he bore the grief of all sins at one time. And for more on this, I'm not able to get into it now, but I would recommend reading uh, St. Thomas Aquinas in the Summa, I'll direct you to the third part of the Summa, question 46, article 6, titled On the Passion of the Christ. You can find a direct link in the online version of my article if uh, you do not have direct access to that yourself. I'll give you just one more example of how Christ can meet us today and exceed us in, in whatever evil or suffering we may be experiencing And the example begins this way, do you feel alienated by the world you live in, by a society that is increasingly disordered and individualistic, by a political process that has turned more spectator sport than robust democracy, or perhaps by a global economy where the seemingly impersonal forces of the market threaten to wipe out your savings or ship your job overseas? This sense that we are not at home in our world is a distinct phenomenon of modern society, but it's hard to think of a man more alienated from his society than Jesus. His hometown disowned him, his own people rejected him, and what passed for the global government of his time, the Roman Empire, sentenced him to death. Even his closest confidence abandoned him in the end. As Christ himself put it, foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, But the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And that's in Matthew 8.20. An old saying has it that all roads lead to Rome. How much more do all ways lead to Christ? As Christ himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. One way or another, in our brightest moments or our darkest hours, Christ will find us. The only question is whether we will be ready to receive him. I invite you today to reflect yourself on the ways that you think Christ has met you or can meet you or ways in which he encounters those of us in our society who do not yet know him. Thank you for your time. God bless and have a good day. And that was Stephen Beal with Christ Inescapable. Stephen Beal is the weekly columnist here at Catholic Exchange. You can read his articles every Monday morning right here on catholicexchange.com. He is also a journalist who is based out of Providence, Rhode Island, and has written on politics, religion, and a whole host of items. You can follow him at Twitter at twitter.com slash beale one That's Beale one He is also available at BealeNews at gmail.com. God love you. Have a wonderful week.